This podcast is sponsored by Vicon, the Academy Award-winning developer of motion capture products and services for the life sciences, entertainment, and engineering industries. Vicon provides cutting-edge hardware and software with industry-leading accuracy. Shogun, Vicon's visual effects software developed specifically for the VFX community, captures performances effortlessly in real time and delivers robust, accurate, reliable data. Find out more at www.vicon.com. Hi, my name is Victoria Atkin, and you're listening to the Performance Capture Podcast. And today, I'm very, very excited. I have another friend of mine, Gerardo, Jerry, who I met a few years ago now. And uh, he used to work at Framestore in the UK and is now with EA Games. So without further ado, I'm going to let him introduce himself to you, where he grew up, and his professional title these days. Hello, Victoria. Uh, Thank you for having me. As you said, my name is Jerry. Um, I'm a senior mocap technical artist. What does that mean exactly? It's a very ambiguous and very abstract role, but basically I take care of the motion capture systems, uh, making sure that they are up and running, that we can get uh, good quality data, automate processes, pretty much like automate all the boring stuff and uh, making sure that everyone in the team is comfortable and they have the, the right tools to do the right job. Fantastic. So how would you best describe what performance capture is? Because we know that as an actor, we've, I've discussed, you know, that I go on the stage and I bring these characters to life. But you are behind the scenes. So you get to prepare us for what we're about to do. You get to prepare the performance stage. From your point of view, what is performance capture? Again, that's a very abstract question. Um, when, whenever I talk about mocap with people, I like to take a step back and kind of like analyze where performance capture comes from. So take, taking motion capture as a, as a whole thing, you know, and, and, and thinking about the discipline behind it. It started roughly, I don't know, like, I mean, 40 years ago, you know, like there's, there's all these, um, like we as humans have always tried to capture movement, right? Like we can go back even like to the, 1920s, like Walt Disney and like the, the first like rotoscoping techniques where like people will record themselves or they will record some action like like a horse, right? And then they will like project frame by frame and they will draw on top of it to try to get that realistic motion out of it in an animation, right? So we've always been trying to create these techniques to capture the what real motion and real gait is about, right? So in the 70s, there was all these research behind like trying to better analyze and better understand like biomechanical gait and some doctors some scientists were like okay we can put some markers you know and like record them and then if we have multiple cameras we can uh if if we can see one point from multiple cameras then we can like triangulate its position and we can like start measuring it so it all started like on the biomechanical side on the life sciences side like sports medicine um research and all of that and around in the 90s, more or less, someone had the idea like, wait a minute, what if we use this to try to understand what, what motion is and, and try to put that into a character for, for a fi- in a film or in a, in, a, in a video game? So in the 90s, like some people started doing that. Um, one of the first films actually using motion capture was Titanic. And maybe you guys didn't know that. Uh, Actually, we have one of the other podcast participants, Aladino, will talk about that. He worked at the digital domain on Titanic. 
So he will explain more. But yeah, I did know, but I didn't know how much. And it's really interesting to know that it came from life sciences and the scientific element of this, which has pushed it into TV's films. It's really interesting to know that background. Yeah, and um, like a lot of people don't 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 even picture that because when you see like the behind the scenes of like Avatar or all these like blockbuster films, and you see people on the tight lycra suits with all the markers, you're like, oh yeah, mocap. It surely it's a technology that was specially developed for for this kind of thing. And it's like no, like the life sciences market, and it's it's so big. Like it's currently, as as far as I know, it's still the biggest market or the biggest industry that makes use of motion capture. It's just in the film and video game side, it's way more visible, it's way more notable. So that's what people relate to it. Um, but yeah, going back to that, going back to my my, my, my train of thought, um, mocap has, it, it started like being like capturing motion and just trying to, to, to understand motion and trying to put that into a digital avatar. But as technology kind of like, started like growing up we realized that we could do way more things with it why just capture your your body motion and your body movement when i could also capture your performance where i could also capture your intent so all these other ancillary research started going through like how can i capture faces how can i uh, capture intent feelings and at, at that point you know like i'm talking like 2000s um it wasn't just only about how good you could move or how good you could you express, like like a dancer or like a stunt double, whatever. It was also about you being able to deliver that that intent and that emotion, and be, and and us on the technical side to have the the bandwidth and the and the tools to to capture that. How did you discover performance capture? How like how did you get into it? What was your first gig? So. This is this was back in like 2013 I think. No, 2012. Well, some 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 couple of years ago. Um I was I was still back at the uni. Um and um my university they they had a mocap system. Very small mocap system. This is back in Mexico. Like eight optical cameras, uh, Vicon T10 cameras. And um when I asked about the 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 system, they were like, "Oh, it's broken. It doesn't. It's it's not useful. Like it's 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 out of out of service." And I was like, "Well, really? Like I've never seen it working. Like when did it break or what happened?" And they were like, "No, I mean, no one knows." So one day, I just like took the keys to the laboratory and like just went in and like, sit my, sit down and grab the manual, like grab the book and just like try to like spin the system up. And to my surprise, not so surprising, like it was working. It's just like no one had either the intention or or just the the push to like 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 uh set it up so i kind of like thought myself how to use the system using just the the like the online videos and the manual and it was all, all working and i it was very fascinating because at that time um going through my uh, my my degree i wasn't sure exactly what i wanted to do in in the computer graphics world like I've always been really passionate about computer graphics, but it's so there are so many disciplines. You know, like you can really go on the really artistic side, or you can go on the really technical side, like programming and research and all that. But I wanted to keep like that balance. So when I discovered motion capture, I was like, "This is great! Is the it's the perfect balance between 
using computers, bending them to your will and being really technical, but achieving something beautiful and artistic. So I was completely hooked from, from the very beginning. I, can, I, I kept coming back to the, to the mocap. Well, it wasn't a stage, just a room with, with the cameras. I just kept coming back and like trying to like capture some stuff. Like got my friends in and like suit them up and capture them and like start using that mocap animation that I was generating into my project. And before I knew it, I got really good at it. So I started like teaching other people how to do it. And then one of my former professors came back. He was like, he, he wasn't teaching at that, like, um, for that period of time. So he came back and he was like, oh, I was the one who installed this system. But then like, I kind of like started like doing some other stuff. So he was like, oh, it's pretty cool that you're like picking up this. We should like start doing this on a, on a regular basis. So with him, we started like taking on outside mocap projects, like trying to go to other animation studios in Mexico and like teach them how to use mocap or people would come and be like, hey, we want to shoot this, but we don't have the money. So we will do like these kind of like collaborations. And that just started... Um, that was just the, the the beginning of it, and um, that's that's great, and um, that's really cool for people that are listening, that are studying, and they're not quite sure how to get into performance capture. But the the intention of experimenting and asking questions and keep going back and testing technology and being curious, I think the curiosity factor with everybody that I've interviewed is key because we have this. Oh, what is this? What is this? If we're asking that question then we're trying to seek an answer. And it seems that from a very early age or early start in your career, having this motion capture system available to you and everybody else just, you know, looking at it, thinking that it was too complicated and you actually diving in and, and trying to make it work, that's that's really experimenting with things like that is is key. So what is your favorite thing about motion capture? Well, I think I, think I kind of like mentioned it my my favorite thing is just that perfect uh, uh, harmony between technology and art. That's like that's the most fascinating thing for me. Like being, I've I've always had like a <clears throat> kind of like an artistic push and artistic drive, but I've never actually sit down and try to like like put the time on like per, per, like being a musician or like being a painter, like some kind of artist. Um. So, but I I, I know computers. You know, I've been I've been dealing with computers for a long, long time. And just to know that I can make or I can achieve something beautiful and artistic through the computer, that's that's the most fascinating thing for me. That's great. So I would love to hear a specific experience that you've enjoyed on the motion capture stage, something that has stood out for you in your career so far. I, I, I got a good one. So basically, um, I took this job um, at Framestore um, at the end of 2015, basically, one of my good friends, Gary, uh, he was moving from, from London to New York. So he reached out to me and he was like, hey, um, I've, I'm, I'm moving. Would you be interested in like taking this position? And I was like, yes, I'm down. So and that meant you, meant you moved to England from Mexico. That's exactly. That's when I, that's when I, I, I made the, the, the big jump from, from Mexico to England. And just to give everybody a little uh, background, Framestore are a huge company in animation. They've done things like Paddington and what other what other titles have they worked on over there? Oh, I mean, so Framestore, Framestore has been in the game for more than 25 years now. Uh, titles like Avengers, like all the 
we we work out a lot of um, on on a lot of the Marvel Cinematic Universe titles. So like for me particularly, I was there for Doctor Strange, Avengers Endgame, uh, Thor Ragnarok, which I'm quite proud of that because I got a credit on that one. Oh great! <laughs> uh, we we did some mocap for that, um, and um, a lot of the Disney films as well. Uh, most recently, like Mary Poppins, the the like the, the new one. Um, I was about to say something, but <laughs> probably can't say it. Yeah, I think I think that kind of covers it. Yeah, so they do a lot of visual effects, but downstairs, and this is this is how we kind of met. We, I pitched uh, Jerry an idea of an animation TV series that I wanted to work on, and I wanted to figure out whether, rather than just having voiceover, whether I could make these characters come to life. And he said to me, "Yes, we do, and we have a mocap stage in England at Frame Store in the basement." Come, come and explore and experiment. And again, it came back to this. And this is what I love about you as a as a creative is that you are not afraid to try things. And I think that's why you're so successful in this in this industry is that you have taken leaps and bounds and introduced. And Jerry was the person that introduced me to Vicon that now sponsor this podcast. He's the person that basically says it can be done. And I love that about you, and that's I think that's probably one of the keys why you're so successful in what you do. Um, so, yeah, getting back to what your favorite thing is about motion capture and a specific experience, I'm really excited for you to tell everybody because you've told me before, and it, it's, it's really quite funny. So Yeah, um, so, so picking, picking back up from that, um, so when I, I moved to, to the UK, I got this job, um, and two weeks in, two weeks in, it was, I, I remember it was my second or third week, and um, my manager comes to me and he's like, hey, how do you feel about um, this? At that time, we were doing this uh, King Arthur, um, the Guy Ritchie version. Guy Ritchie movie with David Beckham in it? With David Beckham in it. <laughs> and um, uh, he was like, um, so Jude Law is coming um, next week. We're going to do a full fact session on him. We're going to do a, um, we're going to do some pickups and some performance. Well, it wasn't performance capture because he was just the face cap. Uh, he wasn't doing anybody, um, anybody. We weren't capturing anybody. Um, so he was like, uh, how do you feel about doing Jude Law's markers? And, I and was markers like, <laughs> for everybody are the dots on the your dots, face. The dots on the face. So, yeah, Jerry is in this new job and <clears throat> they say, oh, do you want to basically paint dots on Jude Law's face? <laughs> I think it was kind of like a like a rite of, is it rite of passage? Rite of passage. It sounds it, like, you know, it, like yeah. baptism of fire. There you go. <laughs> bat- baptism of fire. And and he was like, well, you're the, from all of us, you're the one with, with more uh, facial um, experience. Uh, and he was like, there's no budget for having like a makeup artist like coming in and doing the dots, so you're going to do them. And I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what what could go wrong, right? Like doing like Jude Law's, um, um, <laughs> doing Jude Law's uh, makeup. So basically, um, we, we kind of like prepped the whole studio for, for that. We had to move some stuff. Like we had to bring the face scanning rig upstairs and we had to do the the, um, the facial capture downstairs. Um, so the day comes around, I think it was a Thursday, and so so Jude Law comes in, Guy Ritchie comes in, uh, <laughs> Jonathan Faulkner, who's uh, the VFX super that show, comes in. I was, like, still very fresh, you know, to, like, all these, like, um, in terms of, like, to the people and to the, the, the frame store uh, environment. So I was trying to keep my cool, right, and... And after introducing ourselves and just like kind of like walking him through what we were going to do, he was like, all right, chop, chop. It's not, 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 uh, Jerry, you're up. 
And literally, I got to I, I got to sit down with Jude Law for more than forty five minutes. He's an awesome man, honestly. Like he and he's also like so beautiful. Like if I can look like him when I'm like forty five <laughs> years old, that that's it. Um, he's so chill, so 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 educated. Um, and basically, I just got to be like super close to in him in his like, face, in his, on his <laughs> face, like doing all these dots. And the thing is, like we had to do two markers because he's so beautiful. Did you want to like lean in and kiss him a bit when you were putting dots on his lips? <laughs> Maybe I did, <laughs> and um, um, so we had to do two 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 marker rounds because um, at the beginning I went in with a black marker and just like I, it was like seventy markers on his face, and once the black markers were, once the black dots were done, we 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 took him through the face scanning process. Mm-hmm. And that takes like another hour because we and have to. It's just explain to everybody listening what a face scan would involve. It's a lot of cameras just yeah, taking so, every angle of your face. Is that right? So at Framestore, we have this uh, photogrammetry rig, 120 cameras, like DSLR cameras. And what we do is they're all positioned around you. So they, they take a. Um, they, they, basically, we take a picture at the same time from all those cameras and what we can do is like we can we can run that data through a processing package that basically will try to um reconstruct it will align all the cameras in space and then we'll like try to reconstruct a a mesh of your face so basically you end up with this really high dense high quality representation of your of your head um then we can later on post process and try to 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 make that um we can basically we can we can we can wrap a rig uh, sorry a, a mesh around it and um, end up with something that we can use in the animation package. Um, so Amazing. for That's each, really cool. we call it well not, not that we call it but the the industry standard it's this uh, fax um, set with basically it it, it it stands for facial action coding system so we like someone like did this research like a few years ago with it tries to break down all the all the shapes that we can do with our face like um and basically we try to capture each one of those so basically you end up with this like collection of like an seven, encyclopedia of different faces exactly of your own face of your own face and we end up with this encyclopedia and we can we can pu- push that data through our system, and basically, when you're trying to animate, well, when you're animating the, the face uh, um, on, on the character, basically, it's blending between all these shapes. It's trying oh. to hit all those all those expressions when you're like. Um, so the uh, face scan <clears throat> basically creates this encyclopedia of a database of different faces that you can pick to use for the animation. Is that correct? Yeah, on uh, like on a on, on very simple terms. Very basic, yeah, from <laughs> from an actor understanding it. So yeah. that's that's fascinating. So going back to just briefly, how did it end with the Jude Law thing? Did you just no, you finished all the dots? So, and- so that's the thing. So going back to that, he ha- we we did the black markers. Then he went into the face scanning rig. He sit down for like an hour doing all these seventy plus. Funny, and faces, funny faces, so you just have to do like big wide smile and then blinks and one eye and yeah, the other eye and exactly. a squidgy nose. And then he comes out and after that we were doing the the, the face cam, the HMC. So HMC stands for head-mounted camera. Um, but because that process uh, actually 
instead of doing black markers, we needed like white reflective markers. So we, I had to sit him down again and then <laughs> basically put a, a reflective marker on top of the black dots. So and was, they were like stuck. On, they're stuck on with glue. Yeah. So that that's the that's the actual lengthy process because he's not just like going in with. You a, could have got a great a, picture <laughs> of him to just use as bribery. <laughs> oh man! And so yeah, like you have to go in, put some glue, let it dry a little bit, put the marker on, and you have. And to, you're now squishing his face with your finger. Exactly, but without <laughs> without trying to, you know, like be too invasive or anything. That's amazing. And at the same time, you have Guy Ritchie... Guy Ritchie on your uh, shoulder. On my shoulder. Making sure you're putting these dots on his face correctly. Exactly. And then I have the VFX soup on my other shoulder just like supervising them and screwing up and I'm being professional. So, And this is your first job in a massive company in another country. Exactly. Amazing. So, <laughs> well, there you go. That's that's really great. So going on to, you know, this has been, this is amazing. What advice would you give to other people that are listening that want to get into a similar field as you? They want to become a technical director for motion capture. Um, how do they start? I mean, you've said about experimenting, the curiosity factor, I think it's really key. Um, and obviously you did training. What was your degree in? So I got, I actually got two two degrees. I first did mechanical and electronic engineering, and then I did computer science and animation. Okay. But that said, that has nothing to do with it. You know, okay. like, especially in this field, in this industry, as you said, it's all about curiosity. It's all about constantly putting yourself outside your comfort zone. Um, there's nothing written in stone. Like, and how do you do that? I mean, it's, I feel like for you, it's easy to say, get out of your comfort zone. I feel like you're this adrenaline thrill seeker, like, I'm going to do it. But for somebody that may be a little bit more introverted, how, how do you do Or is it something that's natural? Or do you just, just push yourself each day to do something that you wouldn't do? Yeah, I mean, for me personally, it's kind of like just second nature. Like, um, since I was pretty young, I just kind of like, I, I was always challenging the status quo or like whatever my family or society told me that I was supposed to So to you're a like. rebel, basically. <laughs> yeah. Be a, be a rebel. <laughs> exactly. Be a rebel like, just, and you will learn. You know, like, don't don't just... Don't just take it for granted, you know, like, like if there's something that, that you're curious about or if you have any questions, like, go out and find the answers for yourself. Don't just, don't just accept whatever every, everyone tells you, like, oh, this is how you should do it. It's like, well, why? You know, like, and just understand the why behind it. And you might end up in the same answer, and you'll be like, but, but you'll be like, oh, okay, yeah, I got to that same answer based on my experience and based on my experimentation. Like, just don't take it for granted. That's amazing. Um, That's an amazing piece of advice that I think can apply to any career. Any, um, Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, it's, really... it's very abstract. Like, it's, not, it's nothing to do with the mocap industry itself. I think it's just, like, life advice. Like, don't take things for granted. And going back from, like, uh, another piece of advice is, like, um, passion calls for knowledge. And not the other way around. And why do I mean by that? I, go, I will always 100% take on someone who's passionate about something that, that someone who knows it all. Because you, when you're passionate, you, 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 you constantly try to find the right answers and try to get better at it. Whilst the other way around, you might, you might know it all, but then if you don't have any push or any, any driver, you're not just easy to work with, like that's just going to push people away. So just, you know, be... Stay passionate and and yeah, don't. <laughs> and that built that built our connection actually. Before we finish up and we find out how we can find you on social media, that is how our relationship developed over time as a career relationship. Is that I 
I reached out to you because you had an audition for something and and also social media. I think we found each other through a motion capture group on there. So social media is a great way to meet people. And I said, oh, you know, maybe this is not the right thing for me, but are you looking for women? Because you were looking for men for this role. And yes, again, we so and and now knowing you and thinking about what you look for in, in people is that passion and that rather than, you know, I didn't know anything too much about what you were looking for, what you were doing, but I put myself out there and and you you recognize that passion. And I think that's something that's also in you. But that's great. Passion calls for knowledge, not knowledge calls for passion. Well, well, yeah, not the other way around. Anyway, (laughs) they get it. So just to finish up, how can we find you? Like if somebody's listening to this and thought, you know what, Jerry's really inspired me today. I want to learn more about this. I want to follow his adventures. Where can they find you? Yeah, I mean, just just reach out. I I kind of do all the the, the common uh, social media. You can just find me by my name, like my full name. What's your handles on those things? Uh, don't. We'll put them in the yeah, podcast. Yeah, we'll put them on the podcast. But like, you can just like, yeah, you can just find me my, by my name, and um, yeah, definitely. Also, if if you want to get into mocap, just um, in Facebook, just just reach for the Motion Capture Society group. Like, that's pretty much the hub where um, everyone just like like talks about mocap general thing. Like from from the really new people to the really experienced people, they're all there. Uh, Damien has done a great job at keeping the, the whole mocap society group together. Um, so yeah, that's that's a good that's a good starting point for anyone who wants to get more into motion capture. Fantastic! So thank you so much for talking to us today. I'm going to put links to Jerry's social media so you can contact him about any other questions that you have. But thank you so much for coming on today, and thank you for all your insight and knowledge. And uh, hopefully, we'll speak to you again soon. Thank you for having me. This recording was done by Formosa Interactive, a full-service post-production sound company. Among its many divisions, Formosa Group as a whole offers independent and AAA content creators end-to-end services, including voiceover, sound supervision, sound design, editorial, mixing and music for gaming, film, broadcast, and other platforms. Visit www.formosagroup.com for more information.